This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Who's glad to be at church on a Wednesday night? Yeah. Amen. Hey, I just looked. We're 98 days from Thanksgiving, people. Yeah. We're getting there. This torture's almost over, friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. 127 till Christmas, but I'm not counting really. So anyway, the title of tonight's message is this. And you've got to get this, man, because there's truth and you're going to say amen. But I really want you to get this. The title is he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. And you're like, well, that sounds cute. Where'd you get that? Well, that's from a scripture. That's uh, going to be our title um, text tonight is Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse three. So let's go ahead and open there real quick. We're going to read this verse and we're going to get into this message. Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Thessalonians three, verse three. Who in here could use a little extra strength every now and then? You don't always have the strength within yourself to face the situation. Or some of you just really that strong where you just, hey, you're good. Well, there's some strong people, but there's nobody that can do it all on their own. There's nobody that uh, that can face every situation uh, on their own. You'll eventually run into something where you need the Lord's help. Second Thessalonians chapter three and verse three, it says, but the Lord is faithful. That's good news, isn't it? Wouldn't it be bad if the Lord was not faithful? Wouldn't it be bad if the Lord was just part of the time? He was a part-time God? No, He's a full-time, the real deal, faithful God. And He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Now, I read that verse, man. I see so many things wrapped up in this that there's just so much truth packed into one verse. And so we've been doing this a lot lately. We've been doing what you call a textual sermon where all of our points come directly out of the out of the verse. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to break down Second Thessalonians three, verse three. And I want you to get the truth that's in this, because I'm going to be honest, man, about everybody I know right now is going through some sort of a storm. OK, I, I mean, I was just talking to my wife about that. Everywhere I turn, everybody's got something going on right now. And it's one of those seasons where it's like everybody's having to fight the good fight of faith. And uh, and that'd be scary if we didn't have something like this. But guess what? The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. So we're going to get this tonight. And I know that if you'll listen to this, God's going to tell you there's answers you're searching for. There's questions you've had. And tonight's the night. If you'll open up your heart to the word of God, where you're going to receive those answers. And so let's go ahead and pray and see what the Lord has to say about this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you so much that we have the word of God. Lord, we have Bibles right here on our, that we own, Lord, in our own language, God. There's so much of this world that, that they, they would risk their life. To have a copy of the Bible. And here we are. It's sitting right on our laps, God. We're not afraid that someone's going to take it. We're not afraid that we're going to get arrested for it, Lord. We just have it right here and we take it for granted. And Lord, we ask forgiveness that we take it for granted. But God, I, I pray tonight that as we open up these Bibles, as we study your word, you'll speak to us, Lord. You'll show us what we need to see. And you'll give us the encouragement we need to face down any storm that this world throws at us. We praise you because you are faithful. In Jesus' name, everybody said, 
Amen. So the first thing we're going to say tonight is this. Number one, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. And you've got to realize that no matter what it is we go through, we are not in it alone. Do you understand that? Or do you just say, yeah, I get that. But do you really get that revelation in your heart that no matter what it is that you face, the good news is, is that you not facing it alone. And can you imagine like if everywhere you went, let's just say we hired a, a, a personal security team for you, right? You've got, I mean, just the biggest, toughest dudes, guys about, about, about like this, but you know, you had, you just had guys everywhere you went, you had your own personal security. You had big Rob following you everywhere. There you go. I got Rob over there. And so, I mean, listen, I wouldn't be that intimidated if I was surrounded with by dudes like that. I'd be like, man, it, that's fine. If you want to start something, you've got to get through all these guys first, and then we'll talk. But I'd have a whole lot of confidence, right? And so can you imagine, just for a minute, spiritually, what you have surrounding you and protecting you every single day? First of all, you've got God Almighty, right? I mean, that's enough to say amen to right there, to say that you have somebody, his hand is so big. Isaiah tells us that he can hold all the waters of the earth and the palm of his hand. That's a lot of water. Now, the deepest water in this earth is the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean, 39,000 feet deep. That fits into the palm of his hand. That's a pretty large hand right there. I mean, that's huge. And the good news is, is like... That one, the the one with that hand, he's not against me. He's for me. He's on my side. And so I'm going to be afraid when bad news comes. Like you got to get through him first before I'll even talk to you. And listen to me. That's not going to happen if God is for us. Who can be against us? Romans 8 says, right? And so God is for us. But on top of that, happened with Elisha back there in, in 2 Kings. Listen, he had the, he had the armies of the kings and the armies of Aram coming against him and his assistant was all afraid. He said, I, what are we going to do? We're surrounded. There's armies surrounding us on every side. And Elisha said, oh, my God, please open his eyes for just one minute and let him see what I see. And for just one minute, the Lord opened Elisha's assistant's eyes and he saw Horses and chariots of fire surrounding them on all the mountainsides. And Elisha said, there's actually more on our side than there is on their side. And I wish you could see that tonight, that whatever it is that's going on in your life, there's actually more on your side than on their side. There's actually more for you than against you. And so the tricky part is, is we can't see all the time, right? We can't see those angels. We can't always see the Lord, but that's okay. I don't need to see him to believe him because I walk by faith. I don't walk by sight. And because of that, listen, there is nothing that is impossible to you who believes because we serve a very big God, a very rich God, a very strong and powerful and amazing God. Why would I be afraid of what this world can throw at me? Don't have to be. And so number one, the Lord is faithful. Let's look at a verse here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And this is a verse that I share with a lot of people very often. In fact, some of you, I've probably shared this verse with you very frequently. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 13. 
And you better realize that, again, you're not alone, first of all, because God's on your side, if nothing else. And then I'm on your side, too, for whatever that counts for. I mean, try to calm yourselves. I know. But also, there's other people facing the exact same thing you are. But the devil wants you to believe nobody else is going through this. You're the only one. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You, you're, you're nothing, but you're not the only one. First Corinthians 10:13 says, "No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man." And the New Living Translation will tell you that the troubles and testings you face are no different than from what others face. But here's the thing: but God is. Faithful. There's that phrase again. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, this Greek word temptation also means trouble, testing and trial. And so you could read this verse this way. No trouble has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be troubled beyond what you are able. But with the trouble will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And so listen to me right now. God is faithful. Did you see that? You see those words right there, those four words. But God is faithful. And so as we read scripture, See instances of different times where it'll say, but God. Now, sometimes it's like some of us say, God, I've, I've been serving you, but God, it's not fair. But God, why? God, I don't deserve this. But God, please have mercy. And we're crying like a little baby, but God. But then you see scriptures like this where it say trouble may come, but God is faithful. How are you saying, but God tonight? Are you sitting here saying, but God, I don't deserve this. Or are you sitting here saying, well, trouble may have showed up, but God is on my side. Are you sitting here saying, hey, listen, I get it. This does not look good right now. I am aware of the fact that a storm is brewing on the horizon, but God is faithful. He's not going to let this thing get out of hand. God is on my side, but God. And so the question is, how are you saying, but God, because it seems to me like everybody says, but God, are you one of them that says, but God, I don't know. Oh, what did I do to deserve this? But God, this isn't fair. But God, I can't handle anymore. But God, if one more thing comes, I'm just going to have a nervous breakdown. Or are you saying, but God is on my side, but God is for me. God is going to get me through this one. How are you? How are you saying it? I don't know. You know, you know you better than I know you. But listen, you ought to you ought to examine yourself and see how it is you're approaching your situations. Let me show you an amazing verse right here. Nahum chapter one, Nahum chapter one. Who's glad they came to church? So we're going back to the Old Testament here. Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah. Does that help at all for you to find it? No? Okay. Well, anyway, it's all right. So uh, Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7. And I do like this in the New King James here. It says, the Lord is good. That's good news, isn't it? Because some people would say, well, the Lord's good, but... <laughs> Sometimes he's bad. No, God's not ever bad. The Lord is always good and he does good things in your life. 
The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. Has anyone in here ever had the day of trouble? Some of you got it right now. Yeah, the day of trouble, sometimes it shows up and sometimes it seems to like be a consistent thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, day of trouble, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, day of trouble, Sunday. It's like it's on your calendar or something. It shouldn't be, but just whatever. But listen to me. No problem, because the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knows those who trust him. Do I have anybody in here tonight that trust him? Well, guess what? He knows you. And that's not just saying like, you know, I know you or so. Listen, this is God Almighty. He knows you if you trust him and he's fully aware of what it is that's going on in your life right now. He knows those who trust him and he is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. What's a stronghold? It's a fortress, man. It's a fortress. God is a fortress all around you. And I love what David said in Psalm 27. He said that that God's a fortress. He's a wall surrounding him. And he said the Lord sets him up on a high rock out of the reach of all of his enemies. And I just imagine that, that there's enemies, there's troubles coming and surrounding me, but I'm just sitting up there on the rock waving at him. Hey, can't get up here. God put me up here. I'm higher than you. You know, and God, he places us out of reach on a high rock, Psalm 27. And so the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knows those who trust him. And one thing that we've got to get a hold of is, well, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus said. And so a lot of times, yeah, I believe God. Absolutely, brother, I'm standing in faith. And then you turn around and say all kinds of negative things. I can't believe it. Oh, I hate it. If one more thing, this is the worst. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It couldn't get any worse. I mean, I hate everybody. Listen, you're not in faith at that point. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you really believe in God and if you really, if it's, he knows those who trust him. If you're really trusting God, there's going to be some sort of other evidence coming out of your mouth other than a bunch of curses and negativity. And, and I don't know, just, just one thing after another. I can't catch a break. It's all, if it's not, it's bad, but it's getting worse. I know, I know it's going to get worse. And it's this and that and this and that. And every day, bad news, I wake up and it's, my gosh. And you're going to sit there and say, but I trust the Lord. No, you don't. You do not quit lying. You don't trust the Lord. You like the idea and you're aware that God is capable of of doing anything, but you are not trusting him, actively trusting him to get you out of your situation. Because Jesus said, whatever is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Right. And so it's not too hard to tell what's on somebody's heart. If there's fear on their heart, they're going to talk fear all the time. If, if, If sports have a hold of some people sports got their heart. Right. And so they every, that's all they talk about. Some people, it's politics. All they talk about is politics. Some people and you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. It's all they'll talk about because that's what's on their heart. But then I've met some people that they're always quoting scriptures. They're always saying things like, well, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You know, God is good. Uh, the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust. They're saying stuff like that. Why are they saying that? Because it's on their heart out of the abundance Of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we can locate somebody very, very quickly by their words. So the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust him. 
God is faithful, according to 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. So the second thing I want to say is this. He will strengthen you. He will. God will strengthen you. You are not in this alone. And again, that may sound like, well, everybody knows that. But for real, you're not in this alone. God will strengthen you. And, you know, I, I kind of I, sometimes I imagine like we're in the, you know, the last round of a of a heavyweight fight, man. And, and it seems like you've you've been in it, man. You've been fighting the good fight of faith. And here you are. But all of a sudden, God just comes in, man, and gives you that extra dose of strength. You turn into Rocky Balboa and you beat Mr. T. Right. Or, or uh, well, I like actually I like him when he beat the Russian even better than Ivan Drago. But anyway, so you, you get that, you, you know, God gives you that extra endowment of strength that you need to finish off the fight. He will strengthen you. Is there anybody in here that could say, I've been in the, I've been in there, man, several rounds of the fight, but then just something happened. God came in and gave me that extra strength that I needed to get through that situation. And I can say that every, every battle that I've ever been in, God has shown up somewhere along the way and given me the boost that I needed to win the fight every single time. Let me show you something here in Luke chapter 22. We're looking at a lot of verses tonight, so preferably you're writing them down, but that's between, you know, that's your business. Luke 22 and verse 43. And here's an example of Jesus because Jesus was a warrior, man. I, I'm, I appreciate the fact that Jesus was loving and merciful. I appreciate the fact that Jesus is compassionate and kind. But I also know the truth that Jesus, he's a warrior, man. Jesus is no sissy. Jesus, he stood up to the cross voluntarily. Nobody would volunteer to die on the cross. Nobody. But Jesus did because he could have got out of it. He just he decided not to because he wanted to die on the cross to save us. Right. Nobody forced Jesus to die on the cross. He did it of his own free will. And so anybody that would willingly be crucified for somebody else, listen, I, you're, you're a pretty tough dude right there. You're, you are not a sissy. So Luke chapter 22, verse 43, we're talking about right here where Jesus was praying. All right, praying in the garden. And you know the story, man. He's praying, God, if there be any other way. And he's praying and it says he's in such agony of, of spirit that he begins to sweat blood. And that, I mean, I can just imagine he's shaking right here. He is a human being at this point. Listen to me. Jesus was fully aware of what was going to happen. And here he is. Fear is trying to talk him out of doing the will of God, just like fear tries to come in and talk you out of doing the will of God. But Jesus, he's right here. He's praying in this dark, dark, difficult hour. And Luke twenty two forty three says that an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. God sent strength even right here to Jesus in his earthly body when he needed it. And so think about this. Jesus, he was in that fight. But guess what? He won that fight, right? Anybody know that? You may call it the Easter story, but whatever. Jesus won that fight. And because he won that fight, Jesus is not dead. If Jesus isn't dead, Jesus is alive. And Jesus is on my side. He's on your side. And so when I'm in my dark hour, when I'm down there on my knees and praying to the Lord like Jesus was, Jesus is faithful according to Second Thessalonians 3.3. 3. He will strengthen me. Well, how is he going to do that? I don't care how he does it. He's going to do it, man. 
Quit trying to figure God out all the time. That's what so many people's problems is. Well, I just, if I could understand it, I, if I, listen, I don't have to understand every aspect of it. I just thank God that it works. I just thank God that the word is true. And if it says Jesus is faithful and he'll strengthen me when I need it, praise God. I don't care if he brings somebody with an encouraging word. I don't think if he just shows me a scripture. I don't care if he shows up himself with a bottle of water and says, be strengthened. That's fine. All I know is that he is faithful and he will strengthen me when I need it. Amen. That's good news tonight, because all of us, as we've already admitted, we need that strength. And so this was Jesus' hour of need, and, 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 and the Lord brought strength to him. He'll do the same thing for you. Who in here could use a little extra strength tonight? Why don't you ask him? Why don't you talk to him about it? Why don't you quote some of these verses? Why don't you get Nahum 1-7 memorized? It's not that hard. They put it on the bottom of the cups of in and out. That's not where I found it, but it is on the bottom of the cups of in and out. And so I'm telling you, listen to me. You've got to get some of this in your heart. All right, let me do you another favor. I'm going to do you a real solid right here and give you a great verse. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Flip over there, write it down. Isaiah 40, 31. I'm giving you the biggest gift we could possibly give you tonight. I am doing you a favor, and I'm giving you a bunch of verses that are going to bail you out of your situation. I'm giving you I'm giving you the exact answer. It's not because I'm smart. It's it's just the, the word of God. But listen to me. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Let's get this. Isaiah 40. We're going to look here at verse 31. Because we're talking about God giving us strength. We've already proven that he's faithful. But now I want to show you that he will give you strength. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord, there's that phrase again, trust in the Lord. The Lord knows those who trust him, right? Nahum 1, 7. Well, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. There it is. Sometimes we need some new strength. It says if you trust in the Lord, you will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I, I like that a lot better than being weary. I like that a lot better. I'd rather be an eagle than a pigeon. I'd rather be. I mean, there's all sorts of good stuff in this verse right here. If you'll get it, I would. It says they will walk and they will not faint. That's good news, because I know some people, they may physically not be passed out. But emotionally and spiritually, man, they fainted, man. They, they are, they're out for the count right now. They're on the floor looking up at the ceiling. They, they passed out, man. And that's not the will of God. That's not what God wanted. That it tells us that those who trust in the Lord, they'll find new strength. So if you're down there knocked out for the count right now, well, the book of Proverbs tells us, it says this, that the righteous man may fall seven times, but he keeps getting right back up. For the wicked man, one hit's enough. One hit will knock him down and ruin his life. But thank God we're not the wicked, are we? We're the righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, man, knock me down. I'll get right back up and keep getting up. Why? Because God is on my side. Amen? Let me do you another real favor here. Psalm 121. We're giving out gifts early tonight, friends. Psalm 121. Man, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a situation where I felt like, I, man, I just can't go on. But the Lord was faithful to show up 
and give me new strength to pick me up. So when we've reached the end of our limit, when we've reached our our capabilities, that's all right. It's just time to rely on God's capabilities. What did Paul say? He said, when I am weak, then he is strong. The Lord told Paul, my grace is all you need. Why you, you, you think you need all this other stuff? My grace is all you need. Psalm 121. Let's just read the whole thing. Listen, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Does my help come from the hills? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God never sleeps. God, do you understand that? When you're asleep at night, God's he's not sleeping. Just because you passed out doesn't mean he did. He He doesn't slumber or sleep. He doesn't take naps, nothing. He's always there for you no matter what. That's good news. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Man, I read something like that and I'm like, what was I worried about? What, what, what in the God, he preserves me. He's a fortress around me. He's a shield around me. Why in the world do we sit here and worry? I can promise you this. He is faithful. He will strengthen you, strengthen you. And number three, he will guard you from the evil one. Do you know that there is an evil one? There's a large percentage of Americans that believe that there is a God. But a very much smaller percentage believe that there's a devil. Well, I mean, my faith is in Jesus, but there is a devil. I'm aware of that fact. I've seen some of the stuff he does. There is, there is an enemy. There is an evil one. There is a devil out there. But am I afraid? Absolutely not. Why would I be afraid of the devil? God is on my side. Now, if the Lord wasn't on my side, then yeah, I'd be afraid. But I am not afraid, not one bit, because Jesus is on me. And what's that second? First uh, John 4, 4 tells us that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You're of God, little children. Amen. And so Isaiah 43 two. let's flip back here to Isaiah 43. Now, uh, please highlight this verse. Do yourself a favor. I mean, you know, I don't I don't ask a lot of favors out of you. I try to not be too demanding, Cletus. But listen, highlight Isaiah 43 two. just do that for me, please. Put a star beside it. I mean, draw a rainbow. I don't care. Circle it. But you need Isaiah 43 two. You got to know this stuff. You have to know Isaiah 43 two. I pity the fool. I mean, I, I mean, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the individual that doesn't know Isaiah 43, 2. Excuse me. Isaiah 43, 2. And so we have this promise from the Lord. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Hallelujah. Because I've been through deep waters, friends. You've been through deep waters. I mean, we're, we're not talking about physically necessarily, but sometimes some of the trouble we face, it is out there to drown you in sorrow. It is out there to drown you in whatever it is. But the Lord says, when you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. And again, we're talking about the guy that can hold all the waters of the earth right in the palm of his hand. You think he's afraid of a little deep water? He's not afraid. I mean, that's it's a puddle to him. It's a drop to him. It's nothing. 
And he said, I'll be with you when you go through deep waters, when you go through rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. Sometimes we feel like I'm drowning in this. You're not going to drown. Stop it. He's not going to let you drown. Are you serious? You're not going to drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And sometimes we've been, anybody, you've been in the fire of oppression at least at one point. You've been there. I know you have. I've been there. We have been through the fire of oppression. But he tells us right here, I'm not going to let you get burned up. The flames are not going to consume you. And just like God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they went through that fiery furnace in Daniel. And what happened? They made it through there. They didn't even smell like smoke. No one could even tell that they had ever even been near a fire, let alone thrown into a fire. How is that? God is faithful. He will strengthen you. He will guard you from the evil one. Again, we can't just say amen. We have to get a hold of this in our hearts and realize that it's true. God is faithful. And one thing that I think Christians need to understand, you know, we're just afraid all the time. Oh, I don't want the devil to kill. Listen, the devil's ultimate goal isn't to kill you. I just send you straight to heaven, man. That's why Christians aren't afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of dying. Ticket to heaven? Please. But listen to me. I'm not afraid of dying. That's preposterous. I'm going to go to heaven. Live in a mansion. Walk streets of gold. Be with amazing people. Be, with, be in the presence of Jesus. You're going to threaten me with tell, with, to, to go be in the presence of Jesus every day? That's not a threat, man. There's nothing scary about that at all. But listen, what the devil's ultimate goal is, is to get a Christian to turn away from the Lord. Then he'd love to kill you at that point. But his ultimate goal isn't to just knock you off and send you to heaven. His goal is to get you to turn your back on the faithful one. If he can get his own children to turn against him. Imagine that, parents, what that would be like if your own children turned on you. Maybe you've experienced that. I don't know. But but what it would be like if your children disowned you and then, like, oh, no, he's a, he's a crook. He's a fraud. He's nothing. I don't want nothing to do with him. I mean, that would be awful, right? Well, listen to me. That's what Satan, that's his goal. Those these trials, these tribulations. His goal is to get you to be unfaithful to the faithful one. And sometimes, sadly, it works. I've, I've seen it work sometimes. But very rarely have I seen it work with somebody that really, really trusts the Lord. And listen to me. Whatever it is we face tonight, God is faithful. He will strengthen you. He will guard you from the evil one. But the thing is, we cannot let go of Him. Psalm 91 tells us that those who abide in the, under the shadow of the Almighty, they fear no evil. God is always with them. Well, what is, I mean, to be somebody's shadow, does that mean, you know, you, you live across town from them? And no, that means like, if you're under someone's shadow, you are right there beside them, clinging to them. You are right there and you're not going to let go. And that's where we have to be if we're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when we're in that place, the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91, listen, you fear no bad news. It says, I won't fear 
the arrow that flies by day or the, or the pestilence that strikes at midday or, 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 or the, 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 the disease that comes at night. I don't, I don't fear any of those things because I abide right here under the shadow of the Almighty. And so my encouragement tonight is this, because I see so many people struggling in August of 2018. So many people, you know, and I, I mean, I've got friends all over the world from Pakistan, Holland, Japan, all over the place. I've got good friends. And everywhere I look, I see people, for whatever reason, it seems like there's just some sort of an attack on my Christian brothers and sisters right now all over this world. And I want you to know, God is faithful, man. He will strengthen you. He will guard you from the evil one. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knows those who trust Him. Do you trust Him tonight? Do you really trust Him or do you just say it? Do you trust Him? And maybe you're like, I want to, but I'm struggling. Listen to me. I hope you wrote down some of these verses tonight. We, again, no, no, all jokes aside, we did you a real solid. We gave you a slew of incredible Bible verses that could save your life right now. And so if you need them and you didn't write them down, that's fine. Uh, for about five bucks, I'd be glad to give them to you again. Just come up here after the service. Five bucks per verse. But anyway, so get them to you. But listen to me. We, we want to help you get through this, man. If you're struggling, we want to help you get through this. There's no need for the children of God, King's children, to be getting punked around by the devil. That's senseless. That's, that, that, there's no need in that. And so get a hold of this tonight. The Lord is with you. You're going to make it through. You're not going to drown. You're not going to get burned up. You're not alone walking through the deep water. No, cut all that out. He's with you. He's not going to let you drown. He's not going to let the flames consume you. He's not going to let you smell like smoke when it's all over with. You're going to be a better than you've ever been before. But you got to trust in Him. you got to stick close to Him. Never turn your back on Him. And I promise you, He will not turn His back on you. He will strengthen you. Amen? Let's go ahead and stop there tonight. Let's stand up together. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.